but the happiest people are those that experience the full range of emotions. So when things happen, you know, experience the anger that you're feeling, experience the sadness, feel the pain, and then move on. My friend, welcome back. If you are new here, I'm Joanne Chan, your host of the podcast Find Joy with Joanne. Thank you for joining us every week for the most authentic, courageous, and powerful connections with a lot of fun. Thank you for showing up for yourself today to continue to learn and grow to live a life with joy, passion, purpose, and success in your own style on your own terms. Joining us today is a two-time award-winning author, certified life coach, public speaker, retired U.S. national and international figure skating coach, gold medalist in ice dancing, and has spent the past 20 years helping people create lasting changes in their life. Due to tragically losing her brother at the age of 12, which deeply affected her, along with hitting rock bottom with drug abuse in 1990s, she has spent the last 30 years in her own quest to find and maintain a sense of peace and happiness, especially during times of stress and chaos. Her recent best-selling book, Happiness Solved, Climbing 100 Steps, is a self-improvement book, part memoir and workbook. She is also the host of the Happiness Solved podcast, which is ranked 10 out of the top 80 happiness podcasts. She specializes in sports psychology and performance coaching and offers group coaching programs, online courses, and one-on-one coaching. She has been featured on many public news platforms, Good Morning Arizona, CBS, NBC, Fox, and just to name a few. And she's here today to empower you to learn to get back to a place of peace and happiness, no matter what your struggles are. So guys, help me and welcoming the America's Happiness Coach, Sandy Scalada. This episode is sponsored by Get the Law of Attraction. If you have been listening to this podcast, then you will know I am a big believer of the universe and the law of attraction. Get the Law of Attraction is a spiritual and inspirational company that gives you something really good like chocolate chip cookies to feed your soul and your mind every single day. They provide daily Instagram posts and reels on the universe, gratitude, spirituality for your hectic life. They also have an educational course on the Law of Attraction and Gratitude Journal and their links are in the show notes below. Go to their website and use promo code JOYAN, J-O-Y-A-N when you sign up and you will get $25 off. Hello, JOYAN. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. It's an honor to be here. <laughs> Thank you. It's my honor to have you here on the show. And I love that because we are talking about joy and happiness and we are like so aligned on our mission. So, but I, I really want to start with your story, if you don't mind, to sure. take us back to, you know, uh, when you lost your brother. And I want to know how did you recover from that at the age of only 12 years old? Well, here's the thing, I really didn't. And that's that's the the big message here is that I never dealt with the grief and the pain that I experienced from losing such a such a huge loss in my life. 
because not only, you know, when, when you lose a sibling, it affects your parents, just every, everybody in the family is affected. And so back in, this was in 1978. And at the time, nobody did therapy. You know, nowadays, something tragic like that happens and your school counselors are there to help. You've got people around you that want to support you. For me, when I went back to school, nobody said a word to me, nothing. It was as if it didn't happen. And so I was really taught to just put a smile on my face and everything would be okay. And that leads me to the, the next part of my story, which was I hit rock bottom in my early 20s. It was 10 years later with drug abuse. I started abusing cocaine and it only lasted a couple of years. And then I got my act together and that was when I found my love for self-improvement. And I have been on that path ever since. And everything I talk about in my book is how I've lived my life every single day for the past 30 years. So I really do walk the talk. <laughs> you do. You certainly do. And um, talking about your book. So, okay. I want to go back before we go there. I want to know how did you get into self-improvement? Like, how did you get started? Like, did you read a book or go for an event or listen to a podcast? How did you, yeah, you know. Yeah. So again, this was in 1990s. So there weren't any podcasts back then. Um, I just started reading books and I did go to 12 step program initially, which was a requirement because I went through an outpatient recovery program and that, that was a requirement. So that really was what started it was that, oh, you know, I, I have to self-reflect and I, I need to, you know, look at the choices I've made and I need to make amends and I need to learn how to forgive. And, and so all of those things got me on the path. But I just became obsessed with self-improvement. I mean, it was Wayne Dyer, Tony Robbins. You know, those were the big ones during that time. And then that led into Deepak Chopra and, you know, Marianne Williamson. I mean, there, there's just so many people that have had an influence in my journey. Love that. And so, yeah, so my second book is a part memoir, part workbook and part self-improvement. And that was my, my first kind of stab at writing a self-improvement book because I had written two books previous to that that was a novel. So mm -hmm. I was a fiction writer. And um, my second non or section, second fiction book has not been released because my publisher went out of business in 2010. So I'm currently finishing the series. It was supposed to be a series of books of five. So I'm currently finishing it and I'm going to release it as one book. Um, hopefully in the next year or so, because it's kind of like something I need to finish that I started and I didn't finish it. And and there's this story out there that's not finished. And so I, I want to finish it and and put that message back out in the world as well. It's beautiful. Do let us know when you, you know, release your book. I would love to have you back again to talk about that. Now, um, I want to know, how did you become a life coach? Like, did you already know? Because Was it because you went through so much and you got out of it and so you want to help people because you got the tools and you know, you know, what it felt like to be in that place, right? So why did you then become a life coach? How did it happen? So yes, to, yes to everything you just said, except um, I had been coaching figure skating and my son was born and I decided to stop coaching skating full time because I wanted to be at home with my son. And I had already been doing workshops, teaching people. And, and at the time, I didn't even know I was, I was doing um, workshops on the law of attraction. That's not what I called it. 
but it was the law of attraction. I didn't even know it even existed. So then I just decided, oh, well, let me get certified. And so I got certified to be a life coach, completed that in 2004 and just continued. And it wasn't until The Secret came out, I don't even remember what year that was, that I was like, I've been talking about this for years, the law of attraction. I didn't know it was a thing, but it just made sense to me that how we show up in the world, mm. you know, we attract things back to, to our, into our reality. So that was really how it started. And it was just, I didn't, I wasn't really the, a, a great stay at home mom. I've always been very entrepreneurial um, and I, and I need to be busy. And so I did that, the life coaching in addition to raising my son as a stay at home mother. Wow. So it was just another thing to put my energy and my creativity into while raising my son. It's not easy yeah. at all, you know, to, I'm not, I don't have a kid, you know, but I'm running my own business and it's already taking a lot of my time and you have a podcast and you know, I have, yes. you know how much work it takes, right. To run yes. a podcast and run a business. And now you have to take care of your kids, your family. I respect you. You are really like a super woman, a super mom. So I want to, I want to talk about, because I want to go back to what you said earlier, you talk about, um, I can't remember what you said, but it was something like, and this is a sentence I read on your website. You know, it says, there is no guarantee how long you have left. Your life will pass you by in a split second. And how do you want to spend every day while you're still here? Life is too short to delay the climb. And you know, truth be told, reading that, I got like goosebumps and, you know, I just feel like, wow, this is such a huge wake up call for a lot of people, you know, especially if they have been asleep or they are not happy or they are just, you know, living a mediocre life. There's nothing wrong with that. But how do we, how do you make sure, how do we make sure, even for you, right? How do you make sure every day you are living your life to the fullest while we are still here, while we still have the time and the chance? Well, it's just every day I choose happiness and every day I want to, I want to do, you know, improve my mind, improve my soul, improve my knowledge, um, take care of my body on the inside and out. And, and I just try to, and if I can do that every day, then, then I'm on the right track. Now, let me just also say, yes, I'm America's happiness coach coach, you know, in air quotes, I'm saying this for, for those that don't see the, the video, I'm not always happy. That's not, that's not real. That's not realistic. And so I always have to tell people when I have an opportunity on a podcast that yes, I choose happiness. Am I happy all the time? Absolutely not. Because that's not realistic. Mm. And science, sh science has proven and science, the science and the data shows us that the happiest people are those that experience the full range of emotions. So when things happen, you know, experience the anger that you're feeling, experience the sadness, feel the pain, and then move on. Okay. It's, it's to every situation. There's three things. You have the, the situation that occurred, you have the story that we make up about it, and then you have how we react. And so regardless of what it is, it's just important to feel those emotions. It's just not, don't, you know, you just don't want to sit in it for too long. You, you sit in the emotions as long as you need to, as long as you feel like you can then move forward. I, I, I just want to make sure people understand that. Am I happy all the time? Absolutely not. Talk to my husband. He'll tell you. <laughs> Talk to my son. He'll tell you. No, I'm not. I'm not. But see, the, the difference with me 
is that because I've been doing this every day for the past 30 years, when things come up and I get curveballs thrown my way, I don't stay in that state of being for very long because I have the tools. Okay, now I need to practice forgiveness. I need to accept what's happened. I need to focus on my gratitude. Um, you know, all of those things need to take place so that you can get back to a place of peace and happiness. I love that. Yeah, it's so true that we are not always, especially because I'm also a coach and people think, wow, you are a coach, right? You have everything figured out. And I'm sure a lot of people you know, think of you in that way, right? You're a coach, you are an author, you are a podcaster, you have everything figured out, you must be very happy, very successful. But it's not really the case, like you said. Um, and so, yeah, that makes a difference because when you have the tools, you know how to, you know, like step out of it, right? And really like change your state. Um, so talk to me. So the first step is forgiveness. I know this is really difficult for a lot of people, including me myself. So when you talk about forgiveness, what do you mean do you mean forgiving me, myself, or the other person, or the situation itself? Like, what does it mean? It's all of the above. All of the above. So in, in, in every situation, you know, sometimes it's, it's usually ourselves that we need to forgive. But if somebody caused you pain, it is so important that you forgive that person for causing you that pain. And here's why. You see, they don't care that they're causing you pain. They don't, they're not even thinking about you, except we are letting that person take up a lot of space in your head. That's valuable real estate that you have in your head. And, you, and, if, and if you are thinking angry thoughts or bitterness towards another person, you're only hurting yourself if you're holding on to that bitterness and that resentment. You're not hurting them because they don't care. You're only hurting yourself. And it's going to eat you up inside and it's going to cause you a lot of pain and suffering. And, you know, our physical conditions, sicknesses are directly related to the thoughts we have in our mind. And people that are really angry and bitter people, they're the ones that end up very sick and unhealthy because they're, they're keeping all of that inside. And, and the whole mind-body connection is a real thing. It's scientifically proven. This isn't new stuff. They study it at all the major universities around the world. It's a real thing. And so forgiveness is just about setting yourself free. It's not about letting the other person off the hook. It's not saying that what the other person did is okay. You're not condoning anybody's behavior. What you're doing instead is you're just freeing yourself. So the same is true when you're forgiving yourself, when you're forgiving yourself, you know, how many times a day do you criticize yourself? How many times a day do you look in the mirror and you talk negatively to yourself? It's okay because we're still going to do it. It's what you do in the moment. So I have these thoughts like, ugh, I'm an idiot. Why did I just do that? Okay, stop yourself in that second and forgive yourself. I forgive myself for being so hard on me. I love myself. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. You know, and you, yeah. there's all sorts of ways to do that. That's actually um, from Ho'oponopono. It's an ancient Hawaiian um, healing yes, practice. And I also learned that from Tony Robbins. So I'm a big fan of Tony Robbins. Tony Robbins, and, right. And, and Dr. Yeah, Joe Vitale yeah. also teaches that. He's very, very, very much into that. And, and it's something that you can use. And it's so easy. I'm sorry. I love you. Please forgive me. Thank you. That's all you have to yeah. say. That's all you have to say. And you repeat it over and over and over in your mind. 
and it will heal anything around you. And it just, it's, it's amazing. Why is that so? Because it seems so simple, right? Just four words. Why is it? Why, why does it have such a huge power over healing ourselves? Is it because of the vibration? I don't know. Like, can you talk to us about that? Yeah, so they all, all these words carry a vibration and we're vibrational beings. We all operate at different frequencies. And when I say frequency, that's the electromagnetic field that we have around ourselves. So when you're saying, I'm sorry, you're, you're apologizing, you're, you're acknowledging that, that there's an error that has taken place. I love you. You're saying to your creator, your higher power, your God, whoever it is, I love you. Okay, so that right there is raising your vibration even more. Please forgive me is a very, very high energy, high frequency phrase. Please forgive me. So that's raising it up even more. And then by saying thank you, you're expressing your gratitude for the what you're, you're what you're receiving. Now beyond that, I am not um, into quantum physics or. I only understand very high level um, when it comes to this. But if people are interested in learning more, you can Google the map of consciousness by Dr. David Hawkins. And he has this map, map of consciousness where he breaks down all of the different emotions and he assigns a value to it. So at the very bottom, you have shame. And that's like, he gives it a number of like, I think 25 or 50. At the very top, you have love. And I don't, I, I would have to pull it I up. I think enlightenment. To, to, yeah, I see the Enlightenment. Yeah. yeah, enlightenment is like a thousand. Mm-hmm. So everything in between, it just shows you when you're feeling shame or guilt or anger, you're operating at a lower frequency. So by, you know, the quickest way to shift your mindset to, from negative to positive is just to focus on everything that you have to be grateful for. And that's going to start raising your your frequency and your vibration so that you're showing up in a better place in the world. And it's, you know, when we started out, I was, I was briefly mentioning the law of attraction, but what you put out, you're going to bring back tenfold. So if you're, if you're showing up in the world angry or bitter or guilty or feeling shame, you're going to bring that right back to you. So by switching that, you're going to bring more of love into your life, more of gratitude into your life, more of those high-frequency experiences and people mm-hmm. that you can share those with. But I think the hardest part, like sometimes, you know, we all know this, right? Like we know, but we don't do it. So the hardest part is breaking the pattern. Uh, I'm also guilty of saying this because like we, as a coach, you know, we learn like as a podcaster, we learn so many things, but we are not really doing it. Um, And I think the hardest part is really breaking the pattern. Like I have been, let's say, you know, for someone who's listening to this and say, but Sandy, you know, I've been angry for like my whole life, like 20 years, 20 over years, right? 30 years. And I'm still angry. Like I just can't change. This is, a, this is what I heard from a lot of people. Like I just can't change, right? Um, so what do you say to these people who told you they can't change? How do you help them to change? Oh, I actually talk about that in my book. So in the back of my book, you have a workbook and all of these exercises are suggested that you do for 30 days, minimum of 30 days. So the way that you are able to break those habits is by consistency and doing it every single day. So for me, it's very easy because I've been doing this every day of my life for 30 years. Has there been days when I don't do it? Absolutely. It's just at the end of the day, I've done it for so long that I'm like, what's wrong with me? And I start to think, I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, I've been sitting here being angry 
because this happened and I haven't let it go because sometimes you want to sit in it, sit in your pity. No. We're, we're human beings. It's, it's natural for us to do, to want to sit in our, in our misery. Yeah. And then, you know, you, it's having that awareness and really concentrating on, on your thoughts and you think about it and you say, Oh my gosh, you know? And so then I go through, you know, the steps that I take that, that makes sense for me so that I can shift my mindset and choose happiness. But it's a practice. It is a practice. Happiness is not a, it's not a destination. It is a journey and it takes practice. Just like doctors practice medicine, lawyers practice law. I'm a happiness coach. I practice happiness. I love it. <laughs> I practice shifting my mindset. It's a practice. I will never perfect it ever, but I practice it on a daily basis. And, and you know what? My life is amazing as a result. It's not perfect. But you know what? I'm for me, it's better than it's ever been. And I couldn't ask for more. I love that. Yes, happiness is not a destination. So often we see it as a destination. Like I have to get there in order to be happy. I have to get get these, like make this amount of money, get married, have kids to in order to be happy. But when you get there, when you finally get what you want, you realize it's I you are still not happy. And that is not yeah, right. Then you have to go back and ask yourself, why am I still not happy, right? When I have gotten everything that I've ever wanted. So since you mentioned you're also a happiness coach, what does happiness mean to you? What does happiness really mean? You know, for me, happiness is really all about, you know, making the right choices every day and feeling good about them. You know, I, I feel good about everything that I've done today. Um, mm. And if I don't, then I can make some adjustments and go back tomorrow. But it's, it's being at a place of peace in my heart, it's, it's looking at the world with optimism. It's knowing and trusting that everything is going to work out exactly how it's supposed to without any expectations. It's about trusting the, all the miracles that show up in, around me. So it, it means a few things, really. Mm, yeah, I think for people who are listening to this, you have to really ask yourself, what does it mean to you, right? Because it means differently to everyone. Like, to you, it means, you know, being at peace with yourself. To me, it means the same. Like, if I can be at peace with myself, no matter what happens in outside of me, then I am in control of my life, right? I'm in control. I'm in my power. So how? Because so often we get triggered, like all the time, right? 24-7, we get triggered by our boss, you know, our mom, our sister, our dog, our husband, our kid. And how do we learn to maintain the sense of peace, and really like, you know, inner peace, we talk about inner peace and mindfulness and all that stuff. How do we maintain that in the midst of chaos? My favorite saying is peace. It's not about being in a place where there is no noise, quiet, no, noise, peace, and it's and hard work. It's about being in the midst of those things and still being calm in your heart. So for me, it's about having everything going on around you and still being able to maintain that serenity. Um, and again, it takes practice because we're thrown curveballs and things happen and you don't expect it and, and, it, and it's jarring sometimes and, and it throws you, you for a loop. But then it's about sitting down and, and really focusing on, can I control this or can I not control this? So if I can control a situation, then there's no need to worry about it because I have control over it. If I can't control a situation... There's no need to worry about it because I can't control it. It's out of my control. So you have to kind of figure out 
because stress is another big thing and stress is another big cause for people's lack of happiness. So, and, and I bring up worrying because that's pretty much the root of, of a lot of people's problems is they just worry about everything. So you have to figure out, can I control this? Can I control that, you know, my internet's gone out and I can't do this? No, I can't control it. All I can do is react and control the things I can control. And you have to let go of everything else. Hmm. Yeah, I think the reason why we are miserable, we are not happy is because we're trying to control things that we cannot control. And we are like, why does it happen? Like, oh, why does it always happen to me? Like, why me, right? Uh, then we fall into the victim mentality, which is like always like, why me, why me, why me? So you, okay, I think we, I want to go back to the steps, right? The three steps, if, I, if I'm not wrong, the forgiveness and um, the first is forgiveness and then it's about acceptance, am I right? Or that is the last one. So I think I'm, yeah, if you don't mind taking us back again and really like go through each of the steps. Yeah, so, so I, so my book isn't about like, do this step now, do this okay. step now, do this step now, because it's really all about, you know, working through the emotions and working through the feelings. I say, I usually say forgiveness first is because that's usually what is holding people back is because they're holding some sort of bitterness or anger towards other people. So that's really the first thing is that you want to work on the forgiveness part. Once you've forgiven and, and, you know, and again, it's something that you may have to practice over and over and over because if at any point when that person's name or thought, you know, pops into your head and you're feeling anything but peace in your heart, you still have to forgive them. So, so what I talk about a lot is sometimes you have to forgive every five minutes or every hour of every day. And then you may think that you've forgiven them and a month goes by and all of a sudden you see something that triggers what happened and you realize you still have work to do. So forgiveness is not something that's just a one and done thing. A lot of times it does take a lot of time depending on what it is. You know, and then, you know, the acceptance comes in because you can't change what happened. So at some point you have to be willing to accept what happened and be able to move on. But mixed in all of that is trusting and just trusting that things are going to work out exactly the way they're supposed to work out. And that also ties in with control and worrying. Right. Um, and the thing about trust is that so often we tend to think, oh yeah, I, I trust that everything is going to work out. But what we don't realize is we really have strings attached and we got we have expectations. So you're expecting people to behave in a certain way or you're expecting things to work out the way you want them to work out. And you can't do that because when you're placing an expectation on a situation or another person, all you're doing is setting yourself up for a major failure, be, failure because you can't control what other people are doing. You can only control your actions and your reactions. So, but then there's also in there is shifting your perspective. You know, many times we're only seeing things one way when in fact there's other ways that you can look at a situation. Um, our perception creates our beliefs. Our beliefs create our reality. So, and, and there's, you can even break it down even further. I'm just giving you a very high, high level of, of, of that. But um, if you change your perception, you can change your reality at the end of the day. So, so there's a lot of little pieces that go in into it. Um, 
And that's why I have the workbook in the back of my book, because it kind of walks people through, okay, every day, this is what you need to work on and, and really reflect on your day and reflect on the way you were thinking, reflect on your mindset so that the next day you can do things a little bit differently. I love that. So is it the reason, so is it because um, it's called 100 steps, right? So is it, is it 100 steps that we have to take? Like that is just no. three steps. <laughs> no, okay. That's a metaphor. That is a metaphor. So happiness solved is the self-improvement portion of the book. Climbing 100 Steps is my mini memoir. Mm. So when I, when I was younger, we lived um, outside of Annapolis, Maryland on the river. And there was 100 steps that went from the river dock up to the house. And every time I climbed the 100 steps, it was a happy place for me. And I used to run up those stairs. It was kind of like, you know, the, I would say, and, and for, for those of you who are too young, I think most, most people are familiar with the movie Rocky because it was kind of a big deal. But it was like every time I climbed the 100 steps, it was like hearing that music from the, the, the movie Rocky, you know, da-da-da, you know, and you're climbing the steps and it was just this happy place. Well, the moment I found out my brother had died, I had just climbed the hundred steps with a girlfriend and we were happy and laughing. And then all of a sudden I found out that my brother died. So my whole journey, it's kind of a metaphor is like, I I'm always trying to get back to the place I felt when I was climbing the 100 steps, because that's when I was at the most happiest in my life. Oh. So it's about me trying to get back to how I felt when I was a little girl, 12 years old, climbing the hundred steps, being happy, you know, with my girlfriend and laughing and all of that, only to have the rug pulled out from underneath of me. But what I do want to also mention is because that happened when I was so happy, I made up a story because part of our unhappiness, again, is we make up stories about what we think happened or the way we remember things. And it's not always true. So I made up a story that I couldn't allow myself to be happy because if I did, then something tragic was going to happen to me. And that was part of what I learned. My PTSD is that, you know, you whoa, can't get too happy. If I get happy, something bad's going to happen. And, you know, for me, it just took many years of therapy and working through that to really understand that this is, you know, I have PTSD. It still shows up. It's just now the episodes are very, very short, whereas it used to be debilitating for me. Um, and now um, 30 years, now it's been 45 years later um, since my brother passed away around then, um, you know, I'm able to manage it much, much easier because of all the tools that I've learned. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's beautiful. And it's all about changing our own stories, right? Changing the stories that we tell mm -hmm. ourselves. And um, yeah. it's all about your belief, right? And um, your belief, like, um, and it's in our subconscious mind. We can't really, we don't really know that, but it's controlling us in all the choices we make every single day, even 40 years later, right? And things that we yeah. learned in our childhood. And I also learned that in my childhood, like, because, you know, we are, like you said, we, I'm also always like working on myself, like personal development every single day. Um, so that is how we really uncover our own patterns, become more self-aware and really like self-coach yourself every single day. Because if you don't, if you can't afford, if you don't have the luxury to 
you know, work with a coach, then you have to learn how to coach yourself. And so right. thank you so much for sharing that. And um, now the last thing, okay, before we go there, I want to know because, you know, we can, we can sit here and talk about mindset and happiness all day long, but without taking an action, we'll still stay here and, you know, and, and then nothing will change, right? So for people who are listening to this right now, we had talked about a lot of good things, right? We give them a lot of tips and advice, but what is one thing they can really do right now after they are put out their phone, after this episode is, you know, they are done with this episode, what is one thing they can do to really start, um, to really start, you know, like, um, stop messing with their life and stop wasting their life? Like, what is one thing they can start doing right now? Well, the first thing I would say is to focus on everything that you have to be grateful for. Because so often people are in that state, and you mentioned before, because they feel bad about themselves or they're, you know, they're, they're having some self-pity. Yeah. Why me? And, and I think that's, that's a root, the root of, of a lot of it. And I was there for many, many years. I was there. So by focusing on everything that we have to be grateful for, we recognize that things can always be worse than they are. And so it tends to shed a little bit more brightness into your day. And like I said before, it's the quickest way to shift your energy from negative to positive. The other thing is, and I, and I, I work with some of my um, elite athletes with this, because believe it or not, elite athletes a lot of times really don't believe in themselves. Wow. <laughs> they have all sorts of doubts, just like, just we, all like we all do. Yeah. We all do. And it's looking in the mirror, looking in the mirror and looking at yourself and saying, you got this or giving yourself a high five. You know, when we high five other people, what does that do? When, when you high five another person, it, you just, your energy's up and you're like, yes, you got this. Yes, yes, yes. But we don't do that to ourselves. Now, that's not my original thought. That's Mel Robbins, her book, The High Five Effect or something like yeah. that. Um but it's so true and it's so important. I wish that was my idea and it's not, but I use it all the time. Thank you, Mel Robbins. One day I will meet her in person and thank her, but I use that all the time. And it's, um, it's a huge, amazing tool to just give yourself a high five and, and little steps like that. Yeah. You know, try to be better. 1% better every day. That's all you got to do. 1% better every day. Yes. I think right now people are looking for like quick fix or change me, change me, right? They go to a therapist or they go to a healer or a coach, even to a coach, like change me. Like I once I had a client um, and she came to me and she just in the conversation, she said, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm wondering how can you change me? I was like, I'm not here to change you. I'm here to help you. And I'm just here to, you know, like to, to help you. If you, I can't change you if you don't want to change. Right. But her mentality was like, I'm here to just, I'm just going to sit back and relax and see how you can change me. Well, that is not my job as a coach, right? We all know, but right. there are still people who believe that they are they don't have the power, right? They are not in their own power. They are waiting for other people to come and save them, like to fix them. And I think this is the problem with, you know, like with all the access to all this personal development, you know, all the resources that we have, like we can just go to YouTube and Google, like how do I be more happy today and we have like a bunch of like 10 steps you have to follow you have to do this and that then we'll become happy right it's not how it works right we all went through the journey we know it might take 10 years 20 years or even 40 years to 
to finally realize, wow, I'm finally here. I'm finally in this place with, you know, having a peace of mind and really knowing um, how to, you know, work with myself, you know, stuff like that. I mean, just everything that we talk about. So just want to say it's not a quick fix, right? You can't just listen to one episode and then your life will change. It's not going to happen. Yeah. Well, if I can, if I can add to that real quick. So, so everything that I'm talking about is kind of like building a muscle. Okay. So when you decide that you want to get in shape, you don't go to gym one time, do 10 reps of arm bicep curls, and all of a sudden you've got nice arms, right? People know that. You can't say, I want to lose 10 pounds and change your diet for three or four days and expect 10 pounds to fall off of you. It doesn't work that way. There are no quick fixes for anything. If you want to train for a marathon, you don't just go out and run 26 miles. You start out, you run two miles the first week. The next week you run four miles and then you run five miles and, and you gradually build up so that you're ready to run a marathon. And it takes a good six months to train for that. Okay? Yeah. So for anybody with that mindset, you need to lose that right now because all you're doing is you're going to spend a lot of money. You're going to waste a lot of money because you're waiting, you're trying to get uh, help make or have other people fix you. And at the end of the day, only I can choose happiness. People can't make me happy. No one can make you happy. You have to, you have to choose happiness and you have to do the work and take the steps to create your own happiness. That is so true. That is so beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing that. And um, I wanted to say something, but I kind of forget. It. Yeah. Yeah. It just, it's gone now. Anyway. It's okay. Yeah. Do, do you have anything that um, you really want to share, but I didn't ask you or didn't let you? Oh, well, um, my third book is coming out anytime now. Um, I'll have it posted on my website. It's called The Change Series, and I'm one of 20 authors who each contributed a, tra- a chapter. So my chapter is called Happiness Solved, Change Your Perspective, Change Your Life. And I will be on the cover of the book with Les Brown who's like a, an amazing, um, he wrote the foreword and I will, the, the book that you purchase from me, I will be on the cover of. So each author had an opportunity to have their own picture on the cover of the book, but I'm just one of 20 authors, but it's, um, I'm very proud of the chapter. I think it's really amazing and I'm probably going to turn it into a book Love it. Oh my God. <laughs> and expand on it. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. You have been so generous and kind of your time today. Now we're going to end with our final five rapid fire question. So we have five more questions to go. Okay. Um, and these are the questions that I ask all my guests at the end of the show. So every question has to be answered in either one word or one sentence maximum. Okay. Are you ready for it? I'm, I'll be as ready as I'll ever be. <laughs> okay. The first question is, what is one thing you wish you knew earlier? The one thing I wish I knew earlier would be, really, happiness is a choice. I didn't know that for a very long time. Yeah. Love that. Beautiful. Second question. If you could live your life all over again, what would you do differently? Nothing. That's great. I've, I am, I am, I am who I am today because of the life that I've led. So yes, totally. Okay, let's be honest here. <laughs> sure. Okay, that's the that's the, if I really had if I could have done things differently, I would have picked up a tennis racket when I was a little girl instead of ice skates. Why? <laughs> because 
I would have been an amazing, I'm already a really good tennis player. I'm just, you know, 40 years too late. And I'm overly confident in my athletic abilities. And if I had picked up a tennis racket when I was a kid, I would have been at Wimbledon when I was in my early 20s. There you go. I love that. That's what I would end up doing. <laughs> yeah, okay. Love that. Okay, thank you. Because I think, I think yes, we, we love to talk about, yeah, nothing will change. I'm who I am today, right? But really, if you really could have the chance, right? I'm sure you want to do things differently. Um, third question, what is something you're trying to learn or curious about right now? Mm. I'm actually enrolled in a master's program to get uh, my master's in sports psychology. And um, because I'm already coaching elite, elite athletes and it's not something that I feel that I need. It's just, I want to know what I don't know. Mm. I want to know what I don't know about sports psychology. Okay. Because I get asked so often, are you a sports psychologist? I'm like, no. You know, these athletes, they don't, they don't always need a sports psychologist. So I'm, I'm in the middle of my um, master's in sports psychology because I want to know what I don't know. Love that. Do you only coach like athletes or, or just like they are, are they, are they usually your clients or people who come to you for coaching? I mean, yeah. I mean, right now, mainly because I'm a retired U.S. national and international figure skating coach and I'm affiliated with an international training center in my backyard. Um, so I do work with a lot of athletes, um, but that's why I call myself a sports psychology and performance coach. So it's really anybody that wants to improve their performance, whatever that looks like. But, you know, as a coach, it's always good to have a specialty and, you know, yeah. Um, but I have my brand, which is happiness solved my book, my podcast. So, you know, yeah, yeah. We can be a lot of things, right? A lot of different things. Yeah. Love that. The next question is, if you have five minutes and the whole world was listening to you, what would you say? Forgive for peace. Love that. Yeah. But that's less and that's, <laughs> that's like five seconds. Yeah. But then I could go on about why forgive for peace is so important. <laughs> that's a that's a quote from my in my novel. That was the theme was forgive for peace. Mm, yeah. So huge, especially in the US, uh, I know right now. Yes. <laughs> the last yes. question is, what brings you joy? What brings me joy? Oh my gosh. Um, my 10 pound Yorkie poo who, you know, loves on me. Um, seeing my son and giving my son a big hug. He's now in college. So those are probably the, the two big things that bring me joy. Just being able to give my son a big hug and just, hold them yeah because i miss them so much <laughs> wow yeah beautiful beautiful thank you so much for taking the time out today i know it's late for you and um i'm sure a lot of people they listen to this podcast they want to you know buy a book or work with you or get to know you more so where can people find you um my website is sandyscarlotta.com my book if you're overseas um amazon is the best place to get it um, or you can get it from my website, but I only ship to the United States because the, the shipping costs are, you know, gets a little tricky in there. Yeah. But Amazon, I think then, you ship internationally. Yeah. There's not a Yes, problem. exactly. Yes. Well, my, I have a, a website for my website or for my podcast, which is Happiness Solved. So if you go to happinesssolved.com, all of my episodes are there. Um, and I think episode 110 is being released right now. I, I've lost track. 
Wow. How long have you been podcasting? Just curious. A year and a half. Wow. Okay. I'm just, I'm, I'm right now. I'm like, uh, just completed my one, you know, my very first year of podcasting. Oh, great. Well, back in 2008 to 2010, for about two years, I had a blog talk radio show, which you can still find the episodes on blog talk radio. It's called everything, mind, body, and spirit. So I did that for a couple of years. And then when my book came out, a couple of people were like, you know, you really should do a podcast. And I was like, I love talking to people. So I, I just started it. Yeah. So I've, I've recorded over 130, 130 episodes so far. Wow. Amazing. 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 All right, guys. I hope you love this episode. I know you love this episode and go follow Sandy, go to her website, read her book, listen to her podcast, you know, connect with her and check out all the amazing things that she is doing. If you are not following me, follow me on Instagram at joyan.chan and please tell me and Sandy, you know, take a screenshot of this episode and, and share your IG story and take us and tell me, tell Sandy, what is your biggest takeaway from this episode? And if you haven't subscribed yet, hit the subscribe button so you miss another episode and i will always leave you the same way as i leave you with every other episode show up the world needs you and you need you thanks for listening and i wish you all a joyful and amazing day ahead thanks again to our sponsor get the law of attraction follow them on instagram for daily spiritual enrichment and encouragement especially if your spiritual ice cream cone is melting a bit you will get a fresh scoop of your favorite flavor of spiritual encouragement and insights. Find Joy with Joy and listeners will also get $25 off when you go to their website and use promo code JOYAN, J-O-Y-A-N when you sign up for their Law Attraction course and Gratitude Journal. Once again, that is JOYAN, J-O-Y-A-N for $25 off and their links are in the show notes below. Hey guys, I hope you love this episode. If you love this episode, take a screenshot of this and share it on your IG stories and tell me what is your biggest takeaway. Remember to tag me at findjoywithjoyan underscore podcast so that we can connect with you. And if you would like to support me personally and support my mission, then please help us rate and review the podcast at Apple Podcasts. I read all of them. And until next time, my friend, show up. The world needs you and you need you. You need the best version of yourself every single day. So always strive to be the best you can be in this present moment. Again, thanks for listening. And I will soon be back with another guest in the next episode.